What's up, girl? Welcome to the Every Single Mom podcast, a community and resource for you that brings you healing conversations, tools and shifts to thrive, and a new perspective on living in peace, pleasure, and power as a single mom. We dive into topics around empowered co-parenting, trust, trauma healing, money, goals, dreams, self-love, God, and everything in between single motherhood. These tools that I'm bringing you are unfortunately not well known in the single mom community. And so it's my mission to bring these tools and shifts that have changed my life to you. Plus make them easily accessible to single moms everywhere. I am so excited you're here and I cannot wait to dive in. Let's get started. What's up, guys? This is your host, Taylor Berenger. Welcome to the Every Single Moms podcast. I am so excited for you guys to listen to today's podcast because we have on a special guest today. Her name is Karina Reeves, and our interview today was just incredible. Um, we dive into some really vulnerable things, and, and actually she does her energetic magic on me, and she creates a space for me to get super vulnerable with you guys. And I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit scary having her encourage me to get this vulnerable on my own podcast. But it was such an amazing process to watch her do. And it was such an amazing process to um, be able to witness and be able to be a part of and be able to deliver to you guys. And I really want this to be a permission slip um, for you to get vulnerable too. And realize that we are all human and realize that we are all women who uh, struggle with such similar things. Um, So we get to move through all of this together and we get to be a community and we get to be vulnerable with ourselves and with each other. And I think that's the most beautiful gift that we can give each other. So I am so thankful that she encouraged the space on this podcast and I can't wait for you to hear her message. Karina Reeves is a mindset coach who helps high-achieving, soul-centered women create flow and fun in their lives. Um, She helps you heal the feelings of being unloved, unseen, and unfulfilled by shifting and addressing the hurts and beliefs that keep you small, stuck, and unhappy. Karina uses her powerful embodiment techniques to uncover and repair emotional scars being held in your body. Without further ado, I'm not going to get into any more We are going to welcome her into the podcast because today we are talking about going from broken to brave and clearing the beliefs that are keeping you stuck. Please welcome Karina Reeves. What's up, Karina? I am so excited to have you on today, the Every Single Mom podcast. Um, I think something beautiful about podcasting and it's really been on my heart lately is that we really get to connect to each other's humanness as single moms. Um, and we can yes. like, yeah, breathe life into the fact that we're all human and we all pretty much have sh- similar, um, not problems, but similar struggles and similar insecurities that we get to work through. So it's so beautiful. We get to connect on here. Um, and I'm really excited for you to share your story around what we're talking about today. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Taylor. I am so excited to be here. And it is so true. We have 
we have so much more in common than we have separate. We, we are, you know, when the kids are little, we don't have enough sleep and we probably don't have enough to eat and we feel overwhelmed and, and we're bursting with love for these little beings that are turning our world upside down. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah. So today we're talking about from broken to brave. Um, and how clearing the beliefs that are keeping you stuck can create this braveness inside of you, right? So I'd really love to just get into that. And I'd love for you to share what this means to you, um, why you're so passionate about sharing about this today um, and your story around it. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So um, I, my guys aren't so little anymore. They're almost nine and 10. And I am 10. you are 10. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. I just stand corrected. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and, <laughs> and when I first started having, when I first got pregnant, it meant um, I'm a classical cellist. It meant leaving the group mm-hmm. that I was with. My partner and I at the time had bought a house that we were doing a complete gut renovation on, but living in a less than one bedroom apartment, there was no family help around. We were in the red every month and he kept going to work and I kept falling apart. I felt Mm -hmm. like I didn't know how to do the 657 things that felt like they were required of me every day. And that was the point when I really started to realize that if there was a way that I could learn to function with my heart staying open, if there was a way that I could let go of the things that I that could let me get back into flow, that could let me act from love, that could let me feel like I wasn't broken, then I was willing to do kind of whatever it took to 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 be on that journey and one of the first ways that it started to look was ending up leaving my my husband my ex-husband and being in my own space and then I just dove headfirst into self-development and where it ended up taking me was a modality called energetic magic where Mm -hmm. I can connect to source I hear literally hear the beliefs that are holding you back and I facilitate you clearing them or energies stay separate, you are you, you are always in a space of consent. And the man who invented it, who I started working with, it was such a relief to start to have some space around the feelings that had been coming up for me that I felt like I was a failure. I felt, yeah, I did, I felt broken. I felt like I had benefits and gifts that other women would like to have my um, my ex's mom said that her life would have been perfect if she'd been able to stay home. And here I was staying mm-hmm. home and wishing that I could have more time to myself. Mm-hmm. And little by little, I started to step into allowance for where I was. I wasn't accepting. It was like once I became aware of the feelings that I was having, that they were just feelings and that I could look deeper into what I was believing that was creating the feelings and then I could start to allow it and then things could start to shift. So 
cut to, you know, eight years later and I'm loving my apartment. I have a beautiful new romantic relationship. My kids are happier than they ever have been. My money's in the black every month. It has given me so much inspiration to want to share to moms that are still in whatever trenches that might feel insurmountable, that when we keep breathing and keep believing in ourselves and keep opening our hearts and keep being willing to do the work and that, that things can change. And that work, you know, I just want to say that that work, sometimes there's a lot of how around the work. Mm, I was just going to bring that up. Thank you for saying this. (laughs) Yeah. We have so much awareness in our society right now that it can turn into shoulds. I should be more grateful. I should love my (laughs) kids all the time. I should treasure every moment. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So the how of it, the how of it. Do you want to try a little energetic magic? Do you want to try something? Let's do it. Oh my gosh. I love this. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, cool. This is awesome. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> we totally didn't plan this, by the way. No, I, I w- that took me by surprise. I was like, okay, yeah, we're doing this. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. I love that. <laughs> okay, cool. So it starts with you sharing something that's going on for you that you're feeling challenged around. Mm. It could be anything. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to get super vulnerable and say it's a money thing for me right now. It's I have this huge heart and I have all of these services and I have all of these huge things that I've stepped into recently. Um, It used to be about me being able to handle all of the things as a single mom. And that's something I've done a lot of work around is really accepting that it's not handling all the things. It's really just like the being and the energy behind it. Um, But the trusting that money is going to show up for me, even sometimes when, you know, I don't I don't have that. And I'm investing in things that maybe look crazy on the outside. Maybe I'm doing things that really don't make sense to the outside eye, but inside, like I know it's right. It's just trusting that that money is going to continuously show up. I would say that is my biggest struggle right now. I love this. I love how you're making me get honest on this. (laughs) (laughs) That was a turnaround. I can definitely do some vulnerable shares later too (laughs) so just before we just before we start I want to say thank you for being vulnerable and for saying yes to the space that opened up for us and that when I shift energy um, my body likes to be involved and often it yawns when things are flowing nicely and you on the podcast won't see, but often I sort of have like a kind of a shuddery twitch when I'm feeling resistance. So it's just information. It's not uncomfortable. My body's just sharing. And I may, there's two questions that I often ask. One is like truth and you say whatever you feel is true for you, but I can sometimes see when your subconscious isn't in alignment with Mm -hmm. that. And the other one is, um, if you're willing to send it back. So, so much of our mind and brain and 
emotion and energy space is things that we've bought or absorbed or learned from other people. So sometimes we can just send back beliefs that aren't serving us anymore. So I'm just, (laughs) I'm just connecting to source and seeing what's coming up for you first. Yeah. Uh, So truth If you make it big, are there people around you who are going to resent you? Mm. Yeah. I, there's always this small fear, I think, that um, my son's dad might. And I don't know where that comes from because I know that's his plan too. We're both in addition to um, this work that I do. For a single moms, I'm also a dancer and he's also a dancer. So both of our plans have always been, I think, to make it big. Um, yeah. So maybe there is a little bit of fear there. I don't know if it's like very overcoming, um, like very like present, but maybe there is a little bit. Yeah. And often when we start, it sort of starts just with, it just has to start somewhere. So it might not, you know, be the the, the, cha- yeah. the clearing that changes everything right at the beginning. It's just totally. a way to get started. And so the way the clearing, <laughs> what it sounds like is, are you willing to destroy the belief that? So the clearing that's coming up for you is, are you willing to destroy the belief that your son's dad will resent you? if you're more successful than he is. Mm, And then you say yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other clearing that came up as an adjunct to that, are you willing to destroy the belief that if, that if you make a lot of money and your relationship with your ex gets stressful, that it'll affect your son. Can you say that again? Yeah. Are you willing to destroy the belief that if your ex is upset around you making more money, that that will affect your son? Mm, yeah. That's, I think, a big one for me. Yeah, because yeah, it, yeah. always, it always connects to our kids. And yeah, for yeah. me, it's like, I think for me, like right now, it's like, because I'm not making enough, whatever enough is enough, <laughs> that that is like letting down that expectation, you know, of um, what I should be doing for my son. And I fear that um, yeah. that expectation that my son's dad sees that expectation and he's like, oh, you're, you're not good enough you're not a good enough mom. That's always been my biggest fear, but I don't think I've ever turned it around to the other side that that's just Just, a a deep rooted fear that it connects to both and that it's not real. It's literally just a fear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fear. And let's try that one too. Let's see if, if anything shifts and then I'll check in with your body. Okay. So are you willing to destroy the belief that no matter what you do, you're not going to be a good enough mom. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So checking in with your body and with your awareness and all the answers are right. Are you feeling better, worse, the same or different around money? I would feel um, better. I don't think it's like a huge like epiphany thing for me because I I think um, 
I'm noticing now that a lot of my growth recently has been like very gradual, you know, very gradual. And um, like, these are things that I know, like deep down inside of me that they aren't true. And so it's not like, oh my gosh, that's not true. It's like, I know that's not true. But now I know it's not true. <laughs> now I feel yeah. it's not true, you know. Yes. Because you've been doing your work. And so you are in a, I can feel how in alignment you are with where you're going. Mm-hmm. So is it confusing sometimes to still have fears, even though you know that you're going in the right direction? Oh, oh. heck yeah. Yeah. That is actually something I've struggled with a lot. Um because I've always had this very deep knowing inside of me of where I was going, not exactly where I was going, but just um, this deep knowing of what's true and what's not true, I think. Um, and this like deep intuitiveness to me where I could feel the bigness of what I am. Um, and I've always been like, well, why do I still have fears when I, I can feel that I know they're not true? Yeah. One of the things that has helped me through that has been breath work. That's the modality that I'm trained in. So breath work has been huge for me, but it's definitely always been like a wonder, like why, why do I, why do I keep, why does this fear keep coming back? You know? Yeah. First, like celebrating that you know yourself and your vision Mm -hmm. so clearly and also celebrating breath work. Love breath work. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) And my awareness around <laughs> my awareness around fear, and this one took me a long time to learn, so it it makes sense that it's something and I still I mean it still comes up sometimes is if I know I'm on my path and that path feels light, then why do I also have these uncomfortable feelings of fear? And the closest I've come to figuring it if you can figure something, the closest I've come to sort of understanding that space is that the lightness is your higher self and your vision and your, and your soul's direction and your fear is your ego trying to hold you back. So mm-hmm. the fear of judgment, the fear of failure, the fear of worry, the, literally the, sometimes the fear of death, the f- yeah. all these fears around what our ego has built for ourselves. And every time we up level, our ego dies a little and it starts to put as many claws as it can figure out how to put in on us. And fear is the most elemental um, survival reptile brain based tool in its toolbox. Like yeah, can't argue with fear except when we're, when we're able to figure out how to expand around it. Mm, and when we're able to do that and then we can see it and be like oh there you are oh you're scared what if what if I'm not I'm not scared where I'm going what if my ego is scared that it's going what if Mm -hmm. my ego wants to remind me how many things I should be scared of but actually I'm going to choose to tap into my knowing and fear, that's okay. You can come along. I'm going to, I've decided that I'm giving you permission to be here. Mm. And that permission piece has been something I've been exploring lately with anger, with sadness, with fear, 
when we give permission and we hold with allowance the uncomfortable stuff that comes up for us, it lets us still be holding a container, still being the ones noticing what we're noticing about the feeling that we're experiencing. And then it doesn't have to have the meaning that it's our ego is wanting it to have. It doesn't have to mean we're going in the wrong direction. It just means that we're up-leveling or expanding or... Yeah, I think the expansion is a really big thing, especially around judgment. Yeah. When we feel judgment is so huge for our survival with our pack, with our village, with our people. And every time we expand, we're letting ourselves move a little bit bigger than, than the village that we've had so far. And that can feel like we might lose our, uh, our belonging yeah. And when we when we realize that fear is just warning us, it's a warning. It's just trying to, it loves us so much. It wants us to be safe. And we can say, oh, thank you so much for loving me, wanting me to be safe. We're going to be okay. We're going to find even more people to bring to our village. Come on along. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We can do this. I love that. Yeah. It's literally what I tell myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. And what I know is that, you know, we get to have kind of a both and, you know, we get to have both um, these exciting feelings, these feelings of truth. Like I know where I'm going. I know this is my truth. And also we get to have fear in our system. Um, and just being able to know that just because you have fear in your system doesn't, doesn't really tie any ties down to your truth. So you get to be that observer and you get to be that comforter of your fear. So what are some ways besides, um, besides like self-talk that you use to calm that fear down, to talk life into that fear? Yeah. Besides self-talk, yeah. Meditation, Mm -hmm. tapping into my body is my number one. Thing. I can I always that. feel my feet on the ground. Mm. I can always tap into the sensations that are happening. I can't, it, maybe it's possible for other people, but for me, if I'm tracking my sensations in my body, I won't be in the story at the same time. It just seems mm. to be different parts of my brain. So I'm able to let go of the shoulds and the fears, you know, especially as a mom. I've I'm I've never been as fearful as other moms and I've actually had some guilt around that. I'm the one, you know, my kids at the top of the play structure and they're like, "I'm going to jump." I'm like, "Go for it." And other moms are like, "Don't be that kind of role model." And I'm like, "I don't know. I just I I love the idea of them feeling into or her I have one of each feeling into their own fears. And it's just been so fascinating to notice us growing together. So I Mm -hmm. wanted to give myself permission to feel into my fears, to ask my body, ask my awareness what was right for me. And I also have been wanting to give that to my kids. And so far, no big broken bones. Um, (laughs) One random incident with a dislocated thumb. But on the whole, when they tap into what their comfort level is, I love seeing them 
just like seeing me trusting, trust, trusting me, trusting them lets them tap into themselves and into their body. And so I'm learning how to do that better from them. And yeah, so we're all learning together. So when the fears come up, um, tapping into my body. And another big one is asking if there's anything that that fear needs. Mm. So sometimes it's to lay down and stroke my hair. Sometimes it's to think of all the people who I know who love me. Sometimes it's something really physical, like I need a snack or a drink of water. Or I didn't sleep enough and it's going to be okay. And maybe just yeah. close my eyes with some relaxing music for a minute. All those self-soothing things, I'm, I'm really lucky that I have some time that I can do that because my kids are at school now. And, and I really appreciate that it's something that can be a struggle when you've got a little one climbing all over you. Um, I remember reading this article once that just cracked me up so much. It's just calling to me right now. It was 10 games to play with your child where you get to lay down. (laughs) (laughs) And it was things like being, be an archeologist and they have to take a very soft brush and like brush all over you to try and find your bones. That's awesome. (laughs) I don't know. What was another one? It was so... Sweet. So if we step out of the story that I shouldn't be tired or I shouldn't be overwhelmed, if we notice that we're feeling like there's a story that I should have more energy or I should want to play, once you take away those stories, then you can start to get kind of, you can entertain yourself with the creativity of what would be a way that you can both get your needs met. But the minute Mm -hmm. I find my my judgment of myself of where I should have more capacity than the reality is I do not have that's where the conflicts start to flare up Does, is that how it is for you too yeah yeah totally yeah it's where the expectations are and so releasing those expectations and you know remembering that we all we all feel these expectations and these expectations I mean, something that really helps me is thinking that we all feel these expectations. And since we all feel them, they're not real. Like they're not real. We get to what's most real is we get to care for our system the way that it needs individually. Like that's the most real thing. And I think when you feel into the sensations in your body and you make that a priority, that's where you can um, really find the freedom to take that as your first responsibility versus all of those expectations around you. Also something that I say is that, you know, they like to think that maybe there's a bridge to more capacity, but there's really no bridge other than just doing it and just starting with the most doable little bit that you can start with. Yeah, action is huge. Yeah, action is huge. I was working with a client this morning though, and we ended up using uh, dishwashing came up and she doesn't have kids, but she found herself washing the dishes more often because her, her live-in boyfriend is studying for the bar. And so she's decided, so your word is expectations and, 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 and mine is like the stories were totally on the same page. Mm-hmm. She's decided that she should wash the dishes more because 
he, she should support him. And we ended up realizing that it went all the way back to what her parents expected of her. And she wasn't freely giving the gift to her partner of supporting him during this time. She was doing the right thing through gritted teeth because that's how she should be as a loving partner. And as we unwound those expectations and those stories, we saw this window of it doesn't feel good to receive when it's something that the other person feels obligated around. That's it. Things with obligation start to create the eggshells. When you give something to someone because you just want to give it because you care about them, then they can really drink it in and you both get the blessing of that gift. But when something is through any kind of should or gritted teeth lens, yes, gritted teeth lens, then it actually raises the stress of the situation that you were trying to do to be nice. So in some ways, that honesty of taking the time to get to notice when you have a reaction coming up and then to let yourself process that emotion. It can be quick. It can be slow. It can be just holding it like we were talking about noticing the sensation in your body, being an allowance of it, asking it what it wants, and then realizing that you're feeling a reaction from some other part of your body, some other part of your story, some other part of your childhood, you don't even have to know what it is. You just have to know that that's not the energy that you want to take your action from in this situation. And so as you take care of yourself, you then get to choose again, but how would I like to offer this to my part? Maybe you don't want to wash the dishes. Like, don't, don't people say don't go to bed mad I guess I'm saying don't wash the dishes mad <laughs> I like that. Yeah. but there is a piece <laughs> there is a piece around it or at least acknowledge it like if you're gonna wash the dishes mad then be like this is my five minutes for like mad dishwashing like own it like I don't want to be here I'm getting it done I'm pissed wherever you're at to own it changes everything than to have the the fantasy or the illusion that if I do something with the opposite energy that it's going to give any kind of positive outcome. Yeah. Yeah. This is so healing. Um, I think I would love to go back towards the beginning of your journey um, and talk about how you've started this awareness you know, how, how you began becoming more aware around these sensations and how to move through fear, um, how to move through stories and expectations, and how maybe a single mom who is stressed out, who doesn't really have this awareness, um, this big awareness, this apparent awareness between things that I should be doing and things that really feel right for me to do. You know, when you're so stuck in stress, it's really hard for you to feel the difference because your body is always in that fight or flight mode. Um, so could we go back into your journey or back yeah. into any other resources that you have around how can, yeah. how did you, or how can they, um, start to have the, this awareness over themselves? Yeah, it's so true. And it's, and it's a, it's a, it's a, 
my mom used to say, it's a journey. And I'd be like, oh, I hate that. I, now that I'm, <laughs> now now you're that like, I'm almost 50, I'm like, it's such oh, a journey. Yeah. It's, it's a journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's totally a journey. <laughs> yeah. It is. And you so, grow more Well, and something more. that I struggled with at the beginning and that I still struggle with. Yeah, you too. And one of my, one of my greatest... Um, something that I seek and that I struggle with and wrestle with and that I'm always rewarded when it happens is surrender. Mm, I feel because, you on that one. You know, you're like, surrender is part of what lets you step out of the story of whatever shouldn't be happening right now. So if I surrender, there's, oh, I'm going to keep with the dishes. If I surrender that there's dishes to do, I remember not being in surrender, especially when my kids were super little. I had, I had two, they were only a year and a half apart. So it was really close together. And I was not in surrender to not having enough sleep. I was not in surrender. I was so uncomfortable. And one of the pieces that I'm still realizing when sometimes things get, things get a little bit hot and, un, and, and in, the, in the judgment of myself is that when I get into the judgment, I'm also going to be uncomfortable. So why not just surrender to the, un, to the discomfort of what's happening and be in a loving space of it? So I don't know if that, it is such an action exploration circling piece. It's not a, I get it and you're done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's you sort of try it on and it doesn't feel very good. And then maybe you think of it another way and you try it again with something else. What would, I do like the practice. So surrender is one of the big ones. And I also like the practice of asking, there's two, okay, good. Two more that I like. One is what if, so Mm. for a positive affirmation. So what if everything's okay? What if, I remember being so tired. I thought I was going to die. I was like, what if, I feel so, name it. What if I feel so tired? I think I'm going to die, but I actually might not. What if, what if I celebrated the fact that it's the end of the day and nobody died today? What if I celebrated that I got to the grocery store? What if, what if all those what ifs of considering a positive option can sometimes be healing? And then the other one, the other thing that I love is to, to dig down into what feeling you're wanting. So I'm resisting doing these dishes. If I didn't have to do these dishes, what, what would I get to feel? And then if, if, if I got to feel, sometimes it, sometimes it goes through a couple of rounds. I think, I think I've done at least like 10 rounds, something so um, I want, I don't want to have to do the dishes. If somebody else did my dishes, then I'd feel cared for. What would it give me to feel cared for? I'd feel safer that everything would be okay. I'd feel like I was supported. I'd feel that I had less to do. And so I'd feel less overwhelmed. I'd feel more peaceful. So when you start to think about the emotions that you would like to be feeling, then you can be asking yourself, is there another way I can have that good feeling 
what would it feel like to have peace right now as I'm doing this chore? What would it feel like? Where, where could I call in more supporting of myself? There's so much that we crave to have someone else do for us. And it's because doing this work on our own is hard. Like we are, we're basically letting ourselves step into the healing journey as we're calling it for, you know, thousands of years of what it means to be a mother and what it means to be a part of the patriarchy and what it means to not have as much as support as you need. And we're breaking those, those shackles right now by stepping into knowing that more is possible and letting ourselves feel the feels as we, as we process it through our bodies and ourselves. It's, it's going to sometimes really, really suck and sometimes be easier than you ever imagined. Yeah, I love that. I had a question and it totally left me just now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. And it will, it will come back. It was, I don't know how it left. It was literally two seconds ago. Um, let me think for a second. Oh, man. It was a good one. <laughs> it was going to lead us somewhere. Perfectly. Apparently it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> Ah, oh, that was so good though. Um, you know, we, we internalize the expectations so much of wh- how our families grew up, the, what we see around us. We compare our worst day to somebody else's best day. Yeah, I think I wouldn't mind bringing back to celebrating. Yeah. There's, it's something, so I, I run a sisterhood celebration circle oh, and I cool. just, it is radical. Yeah, that reminds me of a breathwork. I'm doing a breathwork workshop tomorrow around literally just self celebrating. Yeah, so that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, me too. And it 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 can be really uncomfortable. The the fear that we are that we're you know taking up too much space. Mm -hmm. That we should be thinking about we what what improvements we need to make, not how much we rocked something it's it's intense the women apologizing for being successful with something or for you know even a compliment like my god you look amazing today and you're like oh you know I don't know I didn't sleep very well this shirt needs to wash like we the layers at which we we shy away from being celebrated, I mm. think, is an indication too of how we don't feel uh, like we deserve the space of celebrating what we have accomplished. And I think that there's a correlation of not celebrating what we have accomplished with a fear of what we feel like we haven't accomplished and should have already. It came back. <laughs> the question came back. And it does have something to do awesome. with it. So I'd love to dig into that if you're ready for that. I'm ready. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're talking about taking up space. We're talking about doing things for ourselves, celebrating ourselves. And so, you know, my experience was celebrating myself and really peeling back those layers and learning how to take up space is that 
this leads to raising your vibration, you know, this leads to um, changing your physical reality. It does. It, it leads to you attracting things out of other people that you need. It leads to you attracting support um, that your soul actually needs. So I'd love to hear your take on this, how um, you showing up for your needs, taking up space, doing all of these, basically like all of these things we've talked about throughout this whole podcast can really affect um not the outcome of your life, but the way things are showing up for you in your life, the way things are peeling back for you, the way things are. Yeah, I love. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. So what I'm going to share might sound a little bit counterintuitive, but I, I for me, it was a total game changer. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just tracking, I'm just tracking the pieces of your question and what keeps coming up super loudly so I'm here on support and when you raise your vibration and you're doing your healing and you're stepping into your ask and stepping into holding space. Okay. So one of the things that has created, I, I don't even know how much space this has created for me because it's an ongoing expansion is an allowance for the possibility of something I don't want and being okay with it. Mm. Because when we, <laughs> when we decide there's something we have to have, the, 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 my, my favorite image of that is holding a door shut that doesn't have a lock. Like, you know, when someone's on the other side of the door and you're holding it shut, mm-hmm. it so much energy. I can't have that thing come through. I have to hold that door shut. And if you are busy holding that door shut, you don't have any energy for anything else. You're, all your attention is on holding that door shut against the thing that you don't want, the thing that you mm-hmm. can't have happen, the thing that you're scared of the thing that would ruin everything. And so my one of the biggest expansions we can give ourselves, and it connects also to the surrender, is I don't want this thing. Like this isn't my dream scenario, but if it happens, I'll figure it out. I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And that, that but buying into that belief, buying into that trust for yourself, it feels backwards. It feels like you should be keeping yourself safe, but actually deciding that you're going to be okay no matter what is actually what starts to give the flow to choose what you do want. There's lots of other stuff around that. I don't know. Was that, yeah. did that make, does yeah. that, was that clear? <laughs> yeah, so clear. So how have you created that sureness in yourself that you're going to be able to you know, work it out. You're going to be able to hold whatever comes your way, even if it's not what you think you want. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's in process. Uh-oh. <laughs> so one of the things I know is that, you know, energy is energy and electronics are energy. So electronics often <laughs> do funny yep. things when the energy gets big. <laughs> so I have a feeling lots of future listeners to this section are like, what is happening right now? (laughs) So what I find is that it's an ongoing 
I had something that I was really holding space for around this last month and this month it shifted. It is an ongoing case by case when stuff comes up that gives me reaction and upset. It's showing me where I'm out of alignment with how I actually want to be occurring in my life. And so it's everything we've talked about. So I'll hold I'll track it in my body. I'll hold space for it. I'll surrender to it. And then as I notice, as I let myself listen to what comes up in that new space that I've created, it will tell me what the fear is. It will tell me what my panic and my constriction and my worry and my beliefs are that aren't serving me. And then I get to come to this space of letting myself move towards that thing. Okay, so if, if it turns out that this new relationship ends, am I going to be okay? And then my ego will kick up and be really upset and be like, it's going to feel terrible. And I'm like, okay, I know, yeah, I know it's going to feel terrible, but will I be okay? Have I recovered from other breakups in my past and then my ego will roll its eyes and go maybe fine <laughs> and then I'll also add in lots of energetic magic and clearing around it too to you know am I willing to destroy the belief that I'll never heal from this broken heart am I willing to destroy the belief that I'll never find a man as perfect as this one am I willing to destroy the belief or you know around your kids that if if they hit someone in the schoolyard that like all the other moms will hate me or, you know, it's amazing the things that can really put us in a, in a deep, deep fear spiral and feel really uncomfortable. And I just keep holding and allowing and noticing and accepting. And I keep going round and round. And then usually I just happened. I'll find myself taking a deeper breath. I'll find my energy starting to calm down. And then I can start making choices about, what I would like to move into or just to hold myself there and let it integrate that I held some really scary shit and I didn't die. Mm -hmm. And that maybe everything, what if everything's actually okay? And is it ever changing the situation? It's always just changing our perception of how we want to feel in the situation. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And that actually ends up changing the situation so yeah once I stop caring then it's just like dating it's all like dating Mm -hmm. (laughs) nobody likes the 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 date that's stressed out and anxious and needy neither does the universe (laughs) yeah totally yeah and let me give our listeners like a um a very physical example of this you know, I was coming to my co-parenting relationship with a ton of struggle at the beginning. Um, and it was bringing so much fear into the situation for me and creating stories around, you know, kind of what we talked about at the beginning where you did your energetic magic on me. And that fear was so present in my life um, at the beginning where I was scared that I wasn't a good enough mom that my son was going to get taken away from me. It was all of these stories I created. And therefore, my son's dad wasn't showing up in the way that I needed him to for me. So 
I was in deep struggle and then, you know, going on this journey of constantly like growing and expanding my awareness, um, healing, doing breath work, all of these things. Um, it, you know, I was taking up space for myself, healing myself, being able to come at my co-parenting relationship in a whole new energy with a whole new perspective. He's showing up for not just me, my son, like he's showing up for the things that I'm asking for and vice versa. I'm able to hold that space for him as a co-parent. He's able to hold that space for me because I'm able to hold my own space for myself. Like other people can't hold your own space if you can't hold yours. I mean, unless that's physically like what you do, like as coaches and as facilitators, we hold space for other people, but that's a bit different when we're talking about relationships, I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I still have my own coaches. Like we can't do open heart surgery on ourselves. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I have mine. And And it feels good to expand your community. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have a sisterhood circle. I did Mm -hmm. an online training two years ago. It was my first time having that real there's a lot of sisterhood wounds. So that was my first time mm-hmm. having that real feeling of support and connection and love from other women. And it, it was a big part of what changed my life of seeing myself reflected and held and belonging and allowed and celebrated gave me the space to give that to other women, which then kept the cycle of loving each other as we all grew was so profound and part of what you're doing by having a podcast like this. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally <laughs> relate women to, that. to each other and our support. Yeah. Yeah. You know, going to that breathwork certification, we had a five day training for it and it was very similar. It was a lot of embodying um, the work So being connected with other women, I had a lot of sisterhood wounds too, and being connected with all those women, you know, at first I was very triggered and then it was very healing coming into that circle of women, which is the reason behind this podcast for me is because now that I'm held by other women, I can hold other women, like you said. It's this deep circle, I think, of we get to be held, held so we can hold other people. And same thing as moms, we get to be held so we can hold our kids as well. Yes, that's so important to find your circle where you get to be, you get to share how it really is. I, I, I didn't find that until I started doing more of this work in this training. I was surprised how many moms were everything's fine. Yep. I'm good. No, right. Yeah. Everything's like just, and I was really, you're okay. I guess. It's, and then I felt like, Oh, I guess it's just me then. <laughs> and I know it's not, but I'm not finding, I'm not finding the, I can the relate women so are, much to this. Yes. Are, it, yeah. Cause it does have shame wounds around, we're right back to the beginning of, of our talk. If we're back and you are in the wounds of the stories of who you think you should be, then you're going to shut down any kind of um, discomfort or 
or perceived failure because then you you're not a valid person or you're not worthy or you're, you're not you're not you're not good enough really that's how it can feel when things are really hard <laughs> Yeah, totally. I can relate to so much of what you've said about your story of how you felt kind of like out of place. I can totally relate to. So I just want to thank you for sharing that for me (laughs) and also for our listeners. Thank you so much for coming on here. Um, And thank you for being so vulnerable and being so willing to give your gifts on the show um, and calling me to step up in my vulnerability. (laughs) That was amazing. Um, Yeah. (laughs) My absolute pleasure. It was so much fun. Can you tell our listeners where they can find your services if they want to search more into you and also where they can follow you at? Yes, absolutely. So for now, I'm just on Facebook. I have Karina Reese Coaching is my page. And I also have a private group, Goddesses in Jeans, um, because I believe that every woman is a goddess, even if you're just wearing the lowly blue jean. And if you want to look at my um, website, it's KarinaReevesCoaching.com. And I would absolutely love to talk to anyone who's interested in exploring more how they can get into better alignment with themselves and fun and flow in their lives. Thank you so much for coming on here. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Um, yeah, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Before we go, I want to tell you guys about my new one-on-one program that I am offering to you. So if you are a single mama who is struggling emotionally, maybe you're holding everything together, but you have this mask over your face and you're holding everything in and you're really just struggling emotionally with judgment, um, with inner criticism, with um, grieving over being a single mom, with anger, with resentment. You're really struggling with those inner emotions and inside you're feeling stuck. I created this breathwork program to guide you into your own pathway of inner peace and pleasure. And so what this does, this program is going to lead you into accessing inner peace and accessing pleasure so that you get to translate those things to your outside world. We talked a lot about in this podcast episode how when you do the inner work and how when you cultivate these feelings on the inside first, your outside world starts finally showing up for you. It starts shifting and that couldn't be more true. And this is what's going to happen with this program. So I would love, love, love to welcome you into it. If you want more information, Go to taylorberinger.com slash work with me and schedule a consult call and we will chat to see if this program is right for you. All right, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review and share it with another sister who would enjoy this episode too. I love you guys so much and I will see you next week.